It was the face of one who had spent long hours standing in the sun for no good reason. Probably ex-military or local cop turned mercenary. Both were bad news if they fought for the wrong reasons. You know, one of the many parts about writing a novel that most authors who are just starting out probably don't think about as they're writing their manuscript is the issue of genre. Uh, let me rephrase that. Let me be a little bit more clear. They probably are thinking about genre in a broad sense, right? Most know if they're writing a romance story or a thriller or a horror story. But what I'm talking about is that many aren't thinking about genre on the granular level. I know I wasn't. While I was going through the publishing process, I was just blown away by the number of options available for categorizing my novel. I mean, Amazon alone has over 16,000 categories to choose from. And that's just Amazon. Not Ingram Spark or Barnes & Noble Press or whoever else, you know, you're publishing through. So yeah, it can be hard to pick the right category for your book, and I know I struggled with that with uh, this novel. When deciding on a category for Sirius and Limnick, my publisher and I, after much consideration, finally decided on the military science fiction category. We did this despite the fact that I never really set out to write a military-style novel, you know, like I said before in a previous session, my initial, my initial purpose for writing the book was to basically encapsulate all of my ideas about the future of humanity in an entertaining story and teach some lessons um, that I think a lot of us needed to hear, especially as we move forward as a species. It just so happened that after the dust settled and I read through the entire book from start to finish again, there were so many nods and direct references to the military and military culture that it just made sense to put that in the category. And I think it, it fits best there. I think we made the right call in the end. July 16th, 2003. <laughs> you know, when I say the date now, it's like, damn, that was a long time ago. And it was, right? You know, 17 years, coming on 18 years. But that was the day that I raised my right hand and promised to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, as a cadet candidate at the United States Air Force Academy Preparatory School. It was an exciting day, and from that day on until uh, October 1st, 2016, I was a member of the U.S. Air Force. You know, I was in cadet status at first, and then I was on active duty the last eight or so years. Between my time at the Air Force Academy and my time on active duty, my career was just incredible. You know, it allowed me to live in Las Vegas, Japan, Hawaii, I received hundreds of hours of training, from everything to flying gliders as a cadet, learning the finer details of putting on professional events as a force support officer, 
to run in surveillance operations and conduct interrogations as, an, as a special agent. Pretty cool stuff. I learned Japanese, I met my wife, and I traveled the world. And even though I'm no longer on active duty, in many ways, the military is still very much a part of my life, since I'm a military spouse now. So, looking back on my time in the military, and even before I joined, growing up in San Antonio, I suppose in many ways it was fated to have an important role in my life. You know, both of my parents served in the Air Force as well. They actually met when they were in the Air Force. Um, and San Antonio, being the U.S. military hub that it is, the influence of the military is everywhere. My mom worked at Fort Sam Houston for many years when I was a kid, so trips to the base were pretty common when I was young, you know, just going there, going around, seeing the military memorabilia around is pretty cool, Army stuff. Many of my uncles served in the military as well, so I guess it's no surprise that I ended up serving, right? It's also no surprise that Sirius and Limnick has so many military references, you know, just because of my background. Two of the main characters are military veterans. Several of the supporting characters are involved in a paramilitary group, and they play a big role in the story, certain parts of the story. And there are a few military-style battles sprinkled in the novel. You know, you gotta write what you know, right? <laughs> That's just what I know best. Although I didn't write the novel with an exclusively military audience in mind, um, I think ultimately readers who will be able to appreciate the characters and some of the scenarios the most will have direct experience or knowledge of the U.S. military or military culture in general because as I've noticed, you know, throughout my life, military culture tends to be very similar, you know, worldwide. So I think if you have any background or knowledge of, you know, you were in the military or you have a relative that was close in the military, you're, you're going to enjoy this, this story. You know, I wanted to talk about my the time, you know, I talked about my career a little bit, and I want to talk about, like, a little bit after I got out, because, man, it, I, I struggled, like a lot of veterans, you know, in many ways, soon after I got out. I just had a hard time figuring out who I was without the uniform telling me what my rank was or what my duty title was. It took me a few years to make peace with this aspect of my life. For several years after I got out, I used to have the walls of, of my office uh, at home, you know, adorned with all my military accomplishments, right? I was just kind of thinking of, you know, you know, you, you walk into like the colonel's office and he or she's got like all the the stuff and the all the awards they've gotten from these bases and all this stuff. And I, I kind of wanted to do that here, you know, because this is like my office, right? Home office. So at first, they served as a source of motivation. You know, I figured if I, you know, looked at my plaques and all this, you know, my awards, my coins, all that stuff, I figured I could remind myself of what I had been able to achieve in the past, then that would help me move forward toward the same success in the future. 
Makes sense, right? But things didn't really work out that way. <laughs> um, what really happened was, at least for me, they ended up kind of trapping my thinking and identity in the past. So the way I accomplished things when I was in the military, when I was single, when I had Uncle Sam to tell me when I was doing good or bad was, you know, that's, that wasn't going to be the way that I was going to move forward now that my life is, is pretty much completely different. You know, married now, in a different job, doing different things. So I had to learn to let the old mentality go and find a new way to move forward with my current circumstances, you know. The day I took all of my military stuff off my wall and put it in a box in my garage, I told my wife. Um, and I think she was just like a mixture of just proud and just like relieved, right? Because she had seen me struggling. And she just knew that I had taken a big step forward and leaving the past behind, you know, it was the right call for me. And I knew I had to. But that didn't that doesn't mean it didn't hurt like hell, you know, to even now, you know, I pass by in the garage, I see the box. You know, there's there's a few boxes, you know, of my old military stuff, stuff from the academy, stuff from, you know, awards and stuff like that. And it's like I don't know, I just kinda look back, it's like a different person. It's like looking at old really old photos of yourself, you know, just like it's the same person, but it's not the same person, right? Because, you know, the military, you know, has always been, in many ways, it will always be. It's just a big part of who I am. I, I can't deny that. So I was lucky. I not only had my wife to support me through my transition, but I was able to move on into, you know, interpreting, teaching, writing, and doing things like this podcast, you know. You know, I was able to rewrite my identity to redefine myself. You know, I know this isn't the same for a lot of vets. You know, I know a lot of um, people that I served with, you know, they just, that's, that's all they know. And it seems like the longer they're in, you know, it gets even harder to break out of the mentality, you know. And I've seen it, you know, when I go to the VA, Many vets, you know, they can spend decades or the rest of their lives just being trapped by military thinking and the way of life long after they've hung up, hung up the uniform. You know, I've seen 70-something-year-old men at the, the VA, the, the Veterans Affairs Office, still swapping stories about long-closed bases or long-retired aircraft. You know, I'm not going to lie, some of the stories are pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, damn, you know, like, they've been out for that long and don't they have anything else to talk about? You know, like, don't they, haven't they done other things since the military? They probably have, but they still choose to talk about, and, and maybe it's the case, you know, they're just catching up with old buddies or whatever, you know, we all do that occasionally, but um, there's nothing wrong with doing it every now and then, but when you live your entire life in the past, that is where I see, in my opinion, that it becomes kind of an issue, right? So I think, you know, we got to try and move on. I know it's hard. I can tell you from experience. And I'm not saying I've got it all figured out either. You know, I definitely have my days. Um, like, for instance, at my civilian teaching job, right, I still feel like an outsider. 
um, a lot of times. Um, none of the other teachers are vets, and few even have connections to the military at all. So I still struggle to find common ground with them and any other non-military affiliated people. You know, they have no, just Joe Jane civilian, right? Sometimes I curse too much. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too direct with my students and my colleagues. Um, and I'm kind of known for that, and I think uh, most of them appreciate it, but I have to remind myself that they're not they're not about that life sometimes. They don't they don't know. For me this is normal. You know, it's kinda how I grew up, this is kinda how I was trained, but they're not used to that. I have to remind myself. You know, these habits are hard to break, even for me. I, you know, I can't can't deny it. But I wanted to depict some of these struggles, you know, that I've been talking about and more through some of my characters in Sirius and Limnick. And I feel like I definitely achieved that. And I'm looking forward to having other veterans and other military-affiliated people read it. And I think if you if if you have that background, like I said earlier, then you're gonna you're gonna appreciate um, what I've written because you it's gonna directly speak to you as a military and not just military. You know, like I think like a lot of uh, first responders, you know, uh, people in the medical field. Law enforcement, for sure, you know, civilian law enforcement, um, especially now with COVID-19, you know, you know, you got delivery drivers, you know, that are, you know, putting themselves at risk, you know, food workers, essential workers, things like this. So um, it's a lot of people that, you know, you feel the sense of isolation just based on your duty title, based on what your job is. And military is definitely, you know, that's my direct experience, but there's other people that will probably find a way to relate with this story. I just want to say to all of my military brothers and sisters in the Air Force and sister services that are out there, if you're listening to this, keep fighting the good fight. Stay safe. You know, you're doing good work. And to all those who, like me, have since moved on and made that transition into civilian life, just know that you're not alone in how you feel. Like, I've, you know, I'm, I'm just one veteran speaking about my experiences, but I'm sure you've talked to other veterans that have probably had similar experiences and if they're not saying something then they're probably feeling that way right things can and will get better for you it just may take time for you to find your thing and when you do you may have to develop new skills outside of the military ones that you already know well in order to carry you forward Music for the Sirius and Limnick podcast was provided by Ryan Fonger. For more information about Sirius and Limnick, visit keithhayden.net and subscribe or follow at kh underscore author on Twitter. For future episodes, subscribe and follow the Sirius and Limnick podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as the Amazon Music app.